gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Welcome to Facing Off. No. no. Uh, this is an entertainment <laughs> podcast where we usually take two movies that we find to be similar in some way and compare and contrast and rate them. But once in a blue moon, we and this episode's brought <laughs> to blue moon. Once in a blue moon, uh, we do a TV <laughs> season of uh, some popular program on uh, TV program. or from some streaming service. This week, we are doing the hit. Disney show, WandaVision. My name is Gabe. Join with me as always is Nicholas. How are you? I am the Vision. The Vision, Nicholas. Uh, and Layla, happy Persian New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy Persian New Year, everybody. Salam Mubarak to all of our listeners. It just happened over the weekend. Spring has now begun. And it's also Spring a new, it yeah. is a new century in the Persian calendar. So happy start of the oh. new century. None Holy of that shit. was conveyed in the tiny little booth that was set up at Trader Joe's to showcase what I assume were Persian spices, and then you couldn't purchase any of the Persian spices anywhere. We were just on the thing, and I was like, well, this doesn't tell me anything about their culture. I'm just so disappointed with Trader Joe's. They might as well just come up Canceled. with some, like awful moniker. Sell me the spices. That's all. If you're going to put the spices out, direct me to where I can purchase them. And Layla, you got big news. Congratulations on getting into grad oh, school. Honestly, I had a blank moment. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, uh, very we- exciting. Very exciting. Good, good. What are you going to be doing in grad school? I am going to be getting my master's in social work. Um, yeah, so you're not going to be sleeping. She's the social chair of her grad. That school. as well. Yes, won't um, be won't be sleeping for two years, but exciting. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's a new century. Uh, you don't need <laughs> to sleep ever. I think that's what that means. But anyways, Weird. congratulations. Weird. We're very proud of you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, <laughs> And speaking of what I don't know what I'm saying, uh, we're going to talk about a pretty confusing show at times, but a pretty spectacular one most of the time, uh, or at at all times. At Um, all times? (laughs) Yeah, we are doing the new Disney Plus original series, WandaVision. It's the first MCU series uh, starring Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and Katherine Hahn. Uh, along with some other bit players. Missed two chances to say the word titular. And I'm so mad at you. I didn't say... No, Starring but... Elizabeth Olsen as the titular Wanda, and oh, yeah. Paul Bettany well, as the titular no, Vision. the half-titular Wanda. The, that's even funnier. Yeah. You wasted <laughs> well, we're everyone's time. Um, All right. <laughs> anyways, this show, uh, we assume that you've watched it. If you haven't, Go watch it, and you then should. you can listen to this episode, because uh, we are going to spoil it. We're going to talk all about the season, but essentially, just a recap, uh, after the events of Infinity War and Endgame, uh, where Vision is dead as fuck, uh, <laughs> Wanda goes to uh, take his body so that she can 
yes. be in love with his body. Uh, and Weirdos. Uh, then she creates a town <laughs> called Westview, sort of. She actually takes the town hostage and creates her vision, if you will, uh-huh. of what a what an American sitcom family would look like. And it is just essentially a series about grief and about... Uh, psychosis and uh, about <laughs> magic and about magic uh, and is... it gets into witchcraft and it sets up <laughs> some amazing things that are probably going to happen. This is quite the, the summary. <laughs> and she doesn't actually take his body. Spoiler alert. Yeah, she doesn't actually take his body, but you are led to believe she did for a while. But anyway, but his body um, is turned into a white version of his body from before. And so then he's reanimated. Yes, he's and then re- he fights his reanimated he's body and de-stoned and then re-stoned. And then at one point, Eminem says, "Will the real vision please stand up?" And and then they just muse about uh, 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 ships and whether or not you yep. take all the parts off a ship and then put all the parts yeah, it was back. About it's wood. the same ship. Yeah, was, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's break down this season. I got a series of questions that I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, I really just want to get your thoughts. I really want to uh, hear what your experience was. But let's just start it off. What were you expecting with this first MCU show when uh, when you saw the trailers for it or when you heard about a Dick Van Dyke type show uh, starring Wanda and Vision, two of the least um, um, talked about, I guess? characters in mcu to the least focused on characters um what were you expecting and did it meet your expectations um let's start with you layla how was it for you um i was really really skeptical about this show i was very worried about it i didn't know what they were going to do with it and um scarlet which is one of my favorite characters in the mcu and i was kind of terrified by the trailers as much as they didn't want to give anything away and i'm glad that they didn't at the time, I was like, this could be really fun, but also, like, I want more of her, and I want more of all of it, so I didn't know what to think. Um, so, in that vein, it surpassed all of my expectations, and I loved the season so much, and I think they did her absolute justice. So, very skeptical initially, but it did everything I wanted it to do. I have very little qualms with the season itself, so... I was pretty happy. Interesting. No qualms at all. Nick, what about you? <laughs> not a qualm on <laughs> Uh I was not skeptical of the show, uh, being the uh, forever optimist that I am. I assumed that it would be great. Um, oh, barf. And then it was. So that's what happened to me. Yeah, good Good prediction. Yeah. I, I did not think um, – I actually thought it would be weirder. Like that fourth episode where it gets not weird. Well, I mean, it's still really weird, but it's not, not weird. It starts to become very linear at that point, and you're like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. Um, at least, you know, sort of, kind of, you you kind of know what's happening, more or less. I thought that would go on longer, mm-hmm. but it makes sense why it didn't, you know. This is very plainly leading up, you know, setting the table for uh, phase four and... Um, yeah, yeah, and it definitely succeeded at doing that. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone will be at will be pretty satisfied by the time they finish the season, even if they're initially skeptical. I think for me as well, I mean, I had been, like a lot of people, kind of starved for Marvel content for, you know, a, a year and a half. And so I had the highest expectations for this first thing. Um, this is supposed to kick off the new phase. Um, 
I think because of that, the first time, so I ended up rewatching this right afterwards, but the first watch run through, I was just like over analyzing every detail and I got too obsessed with like the, the show's mechanics over, you know, what they were actually giving us and not really appreciating it. I also was so, I didn't want any spoilers, so I just avoided any like breakdown videos, and so I just was kind of missing all these Easter eggs, and I wasn't so really much talking fun. with people about it because, <laughs> yeah, I like I was too afraid. It turns out the people that spent all their time looking for Easter eggs ended up not disappointed, but like shocked that there wasn't this big reveal mm-hmm. in the end. Um, but when I rewatched it. I just love this show. I mean, every little detail is so great. What I initially respected a lot about it is that there's so much love and admiration for the sitcoms that they're um, stylizing it based on, on each episode. Um, But then, you know, further uh, on my rewatch and after watching those videos, I just, I started getting into the Easter eggs and it's really cool what they set up and it's awesome how much time they put into it. Um, So that being said, the first three episodes are like so. Actually, the first two episodes come out, and it's the first content we got in a year yeah. and a half. Like, I don't. I know that you guys were fully satisfied and you're very optimistic, but it seemed like, and I don't know if you talked to other people about this, but it seemed from the people I talked to, like they were a little frustrated because they were like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like I mean, I was one of those 60. people. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I I hated right. how long that dragged out. I didn't think they needed because, yes, the first two episodes were like that, but even the third one, straight up until the last like five minutes of the episode, yeah. was also that. So, to give such a short span twenty minute episode season that much time within whatever that was, like. It took a lot of time up for me. I started to get pretty annoyed with it very quickly. I think they could have gotten to the end of the second episode and moved on to like the outside world. I didn't think right it away. needed to yeah. be three yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, so like, that was frustrating. Risk it was right because you. It's a year I think you might have lost people got, too. Yeah. Like, like if they there didn't a lot know, of kids <laughs> who don't know anything about like, the Dick Van Dyke show and like yeah. Bewitched and stuff, and and then you're expecting them to just be like, yeah, I'm fully invested. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> each week I'm going to be in on this because it's I just, love these shows. It's such a crazy departure from what Marvel has been. And, and you know, part of it, part of that weirdness is the pandemic messed up the shooting of the show. So they intended to release the first three episodes. They didn't have that opportunity because they needed to buy themselves at least one more week uh, to finish shooting in L.A. Um, those last, like, mm. action scenes were still being shot in in the studio in Los Angeles. So they couldn't, they couldn't release the first three, which would have been a really interesting, just over an hour long, uh, little snippet. If you watch, I think I would have lost my mind actually, if I had watched all three in one night, I would have been pissed if I watched all three in one night because I reveal at the end of, yeah, I totally would have, you would have need that fourth episode to really, because I would have, I would have gotten what is that? I'm so bad at math. Sixty minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, that would have been like, like would have been sixty, 60 minutes. Minute about change. like thirty five to forty minutes, and I would have been like, "God damn it, what is happening?" Like I would have gotten very tired of it very quickly, and it would have kept going. And then by the end of it, I would have gotten five minutes of what was intriguing, and then I'd be like, "What the actual fuck is happening right now?" Um, I just think they should have taken out 
one of the episodes of that of that time. Like we got it. We there were glitches. She didn't know what was happening. We could definitely understand that something otherworldly that she didn't understand was happening. That was apparent. I didn't need that much time to figure that out. Do yeah. you think that the show would have been more effective had it been all the episodes released at once? Or was it good that they did weekly? It would have been only we- about 20 minutes longer than uh, Zack Snyder's Justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which we are going to watch after. Um, uh, no, I definitely yeah. loved the episodic weekly. It was so much fun to like simmer over and think about each episode. And as someone yeah. who did, and Nick as well, I know we both deep dived really hard mm-hmm. into Easter eggs and we were so excited to talk yeah. about them after every episode. But like, I literally spent more time on TikTok and on the internet reading and watching videos about the show and the comic books and the storylines than different ways it could be going than I did actually watching the show. Like, I loved that part of the process. And I know that wasn't for everybody, but this show was built for Marvel fans. Like, it truly, truly, truly was built for people. Who want to be able to talk about it after. Yeah, who want to have the conversation and they want to dissect the different possibilities and storylines and concepts and it really did that for those people. And um, I know, like, Gabe, you've brought it up in our conversations. You didn't necessarily love how expositional the show is, but I felt like I was no, like... it's mad expositional. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of felt like I was just watching a comic book come to life because comic books are so expositional and so much is just said out loud in comic books. And it just felt like I was watching that come to life. And I enjoyed that so much. So, like... I, I yeah I think this was just built for comic book fans. <laughs> I you I mean it doesn't hold a candle to the first episode of uh of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll That's say true. that. Now that that is In been in out. terms of that what you just yeah. I do want to I do want to clarify for, for the audience what I mean when I talk about expositional dialogue yeah. is essentially like I'd written down a line but it's when two characters talk about something in the past as if they don't already know that. And so it's only there for the audience. So yeah. like, I wrote down one, a <laughs> lot of like director Hayward's lines were just very expositional. So he would have like, <laughs> he said to his colleague that uh, I forget her name, um, but he says, um, this is his colleague who's worked on on every mission with him. And this whole thing, she's been together. He's like, we took this thing apart and put it together, uh, put it back together again a million times. Tried every type of power supply under the sun when all we needed was a little energy directly from the source. It's like, you don't need to say that first part to her. She knows that. She did all those things with you. You're saying that to us so that we know that you've been working on this for a long time. And that's... That's like a really minor version of that, but like sometimes it's problematic. I know that you're supposed to bring the audience up to speed, but we've done an ep- we've done episodes on like Edgar Wright. He just yeah. he hates expositional dialogue, so he'll show you instead of. And I mean, you. yeah, you're talking about the like the MCU, and these are not going to be you know Scorsese's favorite movies ever, and like technically sound, <laughs> Content. right? But yeah. another thing that I'm like thinking about is there figuring this format out for the mcu like maybe future iterations they'll cut down on um you know future tv shows maybe they'll cut down on the exposition they definitely don't in falcon and the winter soldier because that whole (laughs) half that first episode is a little bit much for my taste it's possible that they won't for the rest of the season 
That's but true. It's still. I agree. It was problematic. Um, though it was fun. It's but true, but Loki I mean, he will probably be one where they're not going to explain a lot of backstory because it's a totally new thing. Yeah, and see, that's more. Again, it, it kind of goes back to like that discussion of I think what you got out of the show ended up being what you're uh, related very strongly to what your ex- expectation going in was. If you expected it to reveal a bunch of stuff, you'd be slightly disappointed by the end when it doesn't actually reveal anything, but becomes something. Um, you know, hopefully, at least in my case, much more satisfying. Satisfying and empathetic, which I want to... I'll bring up a question about that because I want to hear Layla's thoughts on that. Um, but let's, let's move on. Did you guys... Before we get into all the positive... Like, the, the really great positive stuff with it, did you have any, like, negative reactions to the show? Were there any lingering questions? Did yeah, you have any issues with the, the writing? <laughs> um, you know, I already talked about the expositional dialogue. Um I don't know if you guys had I Layla it sounds like you didn't really have any issues at all. Well, I mean I just I it's not I don't want it to be just like a blanket like I think it's the perfect show, but I do think yeah. I do think it's a great it's an incredible origin story. And yeah. as far as origin stories go, like this show the show created more empathy for this one MCU character than I've ever felt for any other MCU character. Like I it's well written in that sense for me. Like there was a full arc of her character and who she is and her strife and what she's been through. And so in that sense, it's a, it's a really well thought out show. And on top of that, it's one of the most creative things I think the MCU has done. So like, I just think it's, I think that they can tie all of that together in a format that they've never done before is just a testament to how incredible Marvel is and just how amazing this universe is. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's me saying I don't have an issue. I, the, I, the only issue I had was truly that they they prolonged that like concept that they really loved in the beginning too long, um, yeah. and I think that was okay. a flaw. But, but that's pretty much it for me. Once they got to it, you you loved it. You were. I was in it. Yeah, I was in it. Once Hayward started explaining it to you, it really. <laughs> Hayward, the, the most cartoonish. Really buckled in. in. <laughs> really got you there. Uh, yeah. I have a controversial take. Okay. The one thing. Until maybe until the scene where she comes out of the bubble and she's like, "Fuck off!" Being all hard, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know if Elizabeth Olsen could pull this off as an actress. Ooh, interesting. I didn't know if she could bring fully bring all the heat. And man, this is coming man, from someone who's, who's met Elizabeth Olsen. So, like, I was within two feet of her. I probably It's told her my name, probably. I, I, oh, yeah. I would imagine. You saw her at a Dodgers game? I did see her at a Dodgers game. Um, so, knowing Lizzie personally, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, but seriously, I didn't know if she could pull this off. And part of it is because of how weird she has to be in so much of this season like that she is of uh, a prisoner of her own coping Making? mechanisms <laughs> yeah like she's a prisoner to her own magic yeah. that she is unable to control and unable to understand and there's a she has to, to like break away portray from. a lot of emotions like it's not it's a very layered thing she's yeah. just as confused by herself as everybody else is and, and you I, have to I see that in her face yeah. i didn't love what she was putting out in the episode that is like modern family-esque 
Oh, interesting. Why? I did not fully. <laughs> I didn't just didn't fully buy it, and and that's probably. She does like an amazing Julie Bowen in that. Yeah, she yeah. does. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I mean, it's not. <laughs> it just I wasn't fully buying that, and then it was really after that that I was like, "Damn, this is like a very good." It's it's really the episode where she goes back in in time. Um, you know, Agatha makes her relive stuff so that Agatha, which is uh, a great expositional episode great use of that because agatha is like you need to show me what you're you need to show me what you've been through dog and then she like has to like that's why you're being spoon-fed everything that's happened to her but it's also her critiquing it as she goes too yes her making fun of it which which really works and it doesn't like which catherine hahn is a national treasure yeah and she she should have statues everywhere that's interesting because I I actually felt like prior to that like because that episode and which I'm sure we'll talk about it um at some yeah, point that's my next um question. but like prior to that episode which that episode is just like it's laid out for you like it's clear and easy for her to p- portray her emotions because this is like the depth of her character but what I loved prior to that moment in those couple of episodes before it is she does such a like incredible thing where she layers her emotions so well in those episodes where like she's both incredibly happy confused and like just so much turmoil is going on in her expressions Mm -hmm. throughout all of those episodes because she genuinely has no idea what's happening and what she's done but she's so scared of losing what she created and I think Elizabeth did a great job of of living through those moments because I did feel it like it was building up until that episode when all of that fully like explodes. <laughs> yeah, and and in retrospect, I I love her performance. I think yeah. it's fantastic. It definitely She's gr- so and it good. grows and grows. I uh... and, and yeah, and it just lends so much depth to that character who is absolutely has to be a, a central focus of the next phase of marvel movies there's no way she. well couldn't. we know she will be in the she's the most powerful madness, avenger but, but not yeah. if you ask brie larson who says that it's still captain marvel so we'll see maybe they'll fight she would say that um <laughs> uh yeah i mean to to like go off of that i mean i, I want to bring in some negative things but if i just you know like someone you I, I bringing in Elis- negative things i thought what? elizabeth olsen was hey okay a myth about me is that i only focus on negative things <laughs> I love like the things I love I fucking love. But anyways, um <laughs> yeah, you know the famous myth. Um <laughs> So me. like Elizabeth uh, Olsen I I was blown away by but I also just I I love Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, Paul Bettany, I mean, he doesn't really have like the greatest resume of of film and <laughs> He yeah, he is really so does it. Fucking funny in this, and yeah. I they funny, really dude. like uh, they really do that. And I mean, he he's just uh, terrific. Um, think I was ta- so even though second time I watched this, fucking loved it. Like loved almost every second of it. There were a lot of things. I think the show is so smart at times, but then when it gets too smart then I'm like, oh, I actually have to critique this a little bit more because it's saying that it, it's basically have calling to. me out saying like, yeah, but like that's how I review stuff. I'm an <laughs> analytical person. Um, but like I, I would just, because I'm a, I'm a huge TV and movie fan, like I start critiquing how the show is made and like the decisions that they make and, you know, the show could be really expositional, but there's a lot that's unexplained. So like, one of those questions is, and this is something that can't be explained, and I know you guys would have an answer for this, 
um, and we've talked about it before, but like the show WandaVision, like the actual like filming of the sitcom and the fact that outside people can see it just doesn't make any sense to me because it's as if she wants people to watch her. And, you know, maybe part of her, she does want that, but you could, she could manipulate the reality around her to be a sitcom without it being available on, like, some radio waves so that someone can, like, watch it on TV. Because, like, who's doing the camera work and stuff? And, like, why is, she why is. are there cameras? She's doing it all. But, like, who does she, she wants, does she want the outside world to be watching Subconsciously. Maybe. That's possible that it's, like, putting herself in check. But it's or but it's it not under her control. Yeah, exactly. So maybe so that's it, what it is. I mean, ultimately, it's chaos point, magic. Yeah. So it's yeah. like there's no real... And I think that's how they, they scapegoat, which I know might not be fun for everybody, but I do think it is their it's way magic, of just saying... It's magic, Shrug. It's yeah. magic. <laughs> Don't ask that? questions. It's just magic. It's just magic. Right, it was um, Agatha all along. Love that they retconned that she was <laughs> uh, a witch prior or mutant. Uh, one of the two prior to the uh, influence of the Mind Stone. Right. Which I've, I I mean, I've always kind of like thought maybe that was possible too. Um, And and I think that even if, even the retconning kind of works for me, I just kind of, some of the mechanics don't make any sense. Like, you know, there's probably a part of her that didn't want to fully control Vision because she wanted a version of Vision that she could love. And if she just created her own image of her own vision of vision, <laughs> um, then she might have like, it might not have been the same, but like visions mechanics in the show just don't make any fucking sense to me because she has so much control in the hex and he is. I just, I don't think that she even slightly, I think it's entirely because they're just built of the same thing. Their, their powers are both from the mind stone and he's built from the mind stone. And I just, I, she, she never intended to control him. I don't think like, yeah, I just, it's also like, how do you do that? I just don't, like my brain doesn't like, I know that this is a know. fictional nobody, show. It, it's that's literally explained absurd. that nobody knows. Chaos. It. Yeah. yeah uh, because right. she's so un- that's the easier, unfathomably, unfathomably powerful that yeah. no one can actually figure out how she did what she did, including her. But it's all, also laid pretty bare for you that the 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 and maybe this is explained again i think a lot of this is like could be explained later on and would be really interesting is the three beings in there that she manifested somehow are the only three beings that she's unable to control because they're not they're just not under her control her two children and and uh and fake vision yeah. Well, yeah, because she never. They those are things that she literally manifested. Everything yeah. else already existed. Or pulled so from I another just, yeah verse. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's like what the the post one of the like. multiple verses um, out there. I will say just one other negative thing. I thought the side <laughs> acting, like a lot of the little side performances in the town, just yeah, like not great. even though they were supposed to be playing like sitcommy type characters, there was just something like. Couldn't we have gotten like slightly better actors for these people? Because like some of them were good. Like I thought Dottie was really good. The like town like bossy lady uh, with blonde. Also, hair such a like... weird misdirect with her because like she definitely felt like at some point she was going to be someone or something, right. and then wasn't. I don't even know what that was no, about. Her reality is so much more fucking sad. Than her being <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. Well, that that's enough of that. Uh, maybe there were other <laughs> problems that other people had, and I'm sure you know. Not everyone's going to love this, but 
Um, I think the three of us have such an appreciation for what Marvel is doing that it it definitely worked. Yeah. Um, I would like to say to that point that you just said, though, Gabe, like I had a lot of friends that have never followed or cared about the Marvel Universe come to me and say Mm -hmm. that they watched WandaVision and they loved it. I do think that this show... Hi, those people. As as much as it's... They're definitely listening. Hi, friends. Um, I... As much as... As much as this show is built for Marvel fans, what they did here created, again, and I'm going to tie this right into the next thing you're going to bring up, Gabe, but it's yeah. it's such a human story that they created this origin of this person that like anyone could jump into and care about, and you empathized with this person. So I do think yeah. Marvel did something magical here in the sense that they brought a lot of people into this show that did not yeah. prior to this decade care about Marvel. And I mean, watching this first amplifies anything that involves her and she mm-hmm. plays a, a central role in in um you know as, as, she as minimized should. as as she is she plays a huge role in uh in civil war mm-hmm. she's the catalyst for most lo- of the, what happened the civil, civil war, war. <laughs> yeah um so i mean it just amplifies that character and and um yeah, apparently, you know, maybe this is a, another one of those COVID-19 silver linings, but this was not <laughs> supposed to be the first show. Right, well, we were supposed to have Black Widow and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, we were supposed this. to have Falcon Winter Soldier first and then yeah. this, which explains the excessive uh, use of exposition in the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier slightly. And this actually takes place before Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, because that one they take time after after the blip or whatever, and this is supposed to be like right after the blip. Oh yeah, or right after yeah when they blip back yeah. Um, Interesting. Anyways, uh, to because you 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 know I was going to ask this. Uh, <laughs> What's well, actually I, I'll start with Nick with this, but um, do you have outside of the finale? Because I want to just we'll talk about the finale in full. Um, did you have a highlight? Like maybe a favorite episode or just like moments that you absolutely love from this season? Um, dude, anything that Paul Bettany is putting out, I'm buying it. Yeah, like the second episode, he's very funny. In yes. The magic show. And he is... I didn't... By the way, I didn't notice the first time I watched it that gum went into his like mechanics or whatever. He swallowed <laughs> yeah. it. And that's why he was drunk. So I was just so fucking confused. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That's and then I rewatched it. Now I get it. Uh, gum and synthesoids don't mix. Um, <laughs> love when, just like the, I don't know. It's just really well done, and just so like Marvel well done when when Vision tries to leave the bubble, or the yeah. hex. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you have to save them. <laughs> yeah, it's so Marvel, it's so great. <laughs> Loved that scene, uh, and like I said earlier, when um, save Martha. Sorry, <laughs> had to bring and, in Justice League. Again. Oh God! And when, um, and when, uh, um, uh, then Wanda Maximoff, future Scarlet Witch, comes out, and she's all Russian again. Yeah. I thought that was cool that you were like, oh, she's putting on this, like, character in the bubble. Yeah. And it, it just – and then, like I said, the the um, the flashback scene where Agatha makes her relive all of her past. So, Layla, I think that's your favorite, right? <laughs> and the boner yeah, I think joke. I think I've oh. – You like the boner joke. Yes, I think that <laughs> ended up being a lovely red herring <laughs> that I think is actually pretty funny the more I think about it. It is funny. It's also just like – Fuck you. 
Like, yes, it's great. It's just I I like it when shows troll troll us. Okay. Like, don't well, be so serious about like this. You bunch of person. goobers. Okay, uh, <laughs> one in a million who likes that. What about you, Layla? Was your favorite the the revisioning? Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I, I think I've made it pretty clear. That's like. <laughs> I just think that whole episode, and to be clear when I'm talking about the episode where she goes back in time into her memory and she resurfaces a lot of the trauma that she's experienced, I just think it's incredible storytelling. And the fact that we learn that this entire thing, this whole thing is really just her coping with her trauma and wanting to live outside of it in something that feels safe to her is just so powerful and incredible. And it's a hundred percent the best origin story that marvel has put out and it's the best female character that they have put together it is in depth it's powerful it's moving it's important uh, <laughs> no about this captain is, marvel this is said nobody ever said no one ever um no this is this is in, this is incredible this was this hit everybody at home in some capacity in some way this wasn't they took a character who's one of the most powerful Marvel characters and someone that's fairly unrelatable in her issue of trying to control her powers and made everyone relate to her backstory and made everyone yeah. understand how she turned into this person and how she got to this space. And that was incredible. And I've said this before on the pod. I love um, like uh I, I, I'm making an assumption by saying this. I love villain arcs, and I don't know if they're trying to create or push her to becoming a villain in the MCU, right. but, like, it's possible because it's not out of the question with her character in the comics, and I really hope that they are because I love when someone takes the time to help some like an audience empathize and understand a villain's like up like upbringing and how they got to that space and how trauma affected the way they look at the world and the reason their actions are the way that they are. Um, so I'm unbelievably excited because of that episode alone, what's going to happen with her character and where she's going to go. Cause I think it's going to be just this constant ebb and flow, kind of like <laughs> Magneto, who's also one of my favorite villains of all time. Like it's not just black and white. He's not always yeah. a villain. There's so right. much back and forth of him trying to do the right thing, but the world is constantly pounding down on him and forcing him to do these things. And I feel like she's very similar. And I think it's a, just a very well thought out character. And I loved everything about that episode. You know, what's also great about that episode that I I've liked the more I've thought about it is that there's really an explanation without, without explain like, forcefully explaining it there's an explanation of why there are these different sitcoms that she goes through yeah totally they relate to different stages the moments her in her grief and yeah. what she's processing and absolutely the commercials also match those yeah well. it's all those little things it's but so like, good it's meticulous become you know there's the one there's the really fucking disturbing one with the kid on the island in the oh yeah the <gasps> yogurt and it's like when she's alone and desperate and all yeah. these people are as well but then there's you know then there's the it gets into the pharmaceutical one because Nexus. you find out that she is yeah because she is um grieving and she's she needs some kind of therapy here um, yeah, that word totally. Nexus also has a huge connection to the Agatha Harkness mm-hmm. story right, in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all very meticulous. It's very like super well thought out. And just the last thing, too, that I wanted to tie in is this: this origin story is actually the one I wanted from Black Widow that I never got, and I don't think I'm gonna get. get I don't think I'm gonna get. The trailer makes me feel very, very skeptical because the movie I wanted from Black Widow 
was straight up an assassin film an origin story of her time and her trauma literally i wanted red sparrow but marvel doing a better version of it so i'm very sad that i'm never gonna get that probably but this this very much filled that void for me so thank you marvel yeah i that's a great episode (laughs) and i also agree with nick you know like uh, when paul bettany is at his best in it it's like the best moments of the show i think my favorite episode and you actually talked about it a little bit is the halloween episode just because it really got into the eeriness that i wanted like So you get that That in the first episode, you get, you know, the moment where the guy's choking and his wife is like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop Mm -hmm. it. And it's, you could see that there's this really sinister thing in it. And even when you get into the Agatha Harkness stuff, it is sinister, but it's like almost like she's, Catherine Hahn is so funny and like Mm -hmm. so full of life that I'm not really like scared by it. Yeah. But the Halloween episode is Gen- genuinely fucking scary when he goes to the outskirts of the town and the people are like trapped and that woman's like crying while putting the um putting it's her very eerie out for super eerie reason. um yeah and but yeah. i because uh, like the further toward the edges of the hex the less that she cares about them. what they're doing and yeah. the less she can control them because she's supposed to control them to like make vision believe that he's in this place or whatever it's so like, scary to like yeah, it's so scary to think that those people are just standing there and can't move. Like, it's not even like they're being I mean, fully entirely controlled. Yeah, like, there are just kids standing there that can't move, and they're blinking, and, like, you can see tears streaming down their face. Like, what? And it's, <laughs> it's so scary. That they can all feel what she's feeling, which is not Oh, my not, God, yeah. Not which is not good. Yeah, when you get to the finale, which we'll talk about in a second, where, you know, you find out that they're all having the same nightmares as her. <laughs> they say uh, multiple times in an MCU movie, just let us die. yeah. Uh, probably not great. But yeah, I mean, even that Halloween episode, like, beyond that, I just think that it was such a good, like, first of all, we grew up with Malcolm in the Middle. Like, it was so accurate to Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I thought everything with, um, like, Quicksilver, in quotes, was um, was really cool. Bummer. Like, I just thought, like, he was just great in that. And there's, like, the moments where he's kind of testing her a little bit and she's testing him. But then, like, even beyond that, I thought a lot of the stuff going on outside the hex started getting good because it mm-hmm. was, like, that whole team, Monica and uh, – uh, I can't remember if that's the episode where Monica gets her – get maybe gets her powers when she goes back into the hex or it might have been the episode right after that. But um, I just – it was, like, a good – it was, like, when the show started peaking before you got to the 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 flashback episode and then the finale – um, so speaking of the, wait, well, did you guys have like a least favorite episode? Probably I, if I had to pick one, like near the beginning, one of those beginning mm-hmm. ones. For me, I like some of the beginning ones were kind of problematic. I, I would say just because I was like, I just wanted more, but mm-hmm. then I actually think the fourth episode, even though the fourth episode is where we're like getting more. And it almost all takes place outside of the hex. I, when you get to the end of the season, you're like, ah, they, I know that they had to do that episode, but I don't know if that was like one of the stronger points of it, you know, cause mm-hmm. it had to be so expositional. It had to be so yeah, far outside. It starts of off it. real strong. It also has a good ending. Cause that's the one when Wanda wants the show that episode to end and Vision's like I'm not fucking done yeah. arguing or, or I'm not done like talking about this um, 
But I, you know, if I just had to pick, I don't know if I like. I I thought that one. It's just you needed yeah. it, but it might have just looked bad. That's a really in good point. Comparison to the rest of it. Um, let's talk about the finale. So we had a lot of questions going into it. A lot of things that we were looking for. There were a lot of weird theories going on in the internet. I was pretty so positive, and I was kind of pissed about this that I saw a tweet that Magneto was going to show up. Uh, there were all these like Mephisto. you know theories about who Ralph was, if Mephisto was part of it, um, who was going to be the shocking cameo that Paul Bettany teased. God, Paul, uh, such an asshole. Which is it's a hilarious joke on his part, but. Uh, what did you think about the finale? Did you uh, was it as satisfying as you were hoping? Um, yeah, I think if you get over the if you're going into it thinking something's going to happen, and I very much did think that like all of them were going to be mutants and the hex or whatever. But if you once you get over that initial like, oh, they sort of trolled us there. Um, but it kept me super engaged, and now I'm like, oh crap, that was like a very good um, show and a, a very ambitious show a very good start to uh, you know a next series of movies that's how i ended up after the initial okay. shock of like damn it they're not all mutants damn it which is still it's still possible but yeah that's a good point yeah but it's going to be a really lame mutant team if it's the mom from that 70s show i i genuinely don't think they're going to do the care the actors that those we specific got. people yeah i just think like cuz westview is a lot bigger than we i hope saw. she's mystique <laughs> yeah that would be sick. No. It, I hope she wears that, like, bodysuit. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, what about you, uh, Layla? Um, yeah, I I definitely had, like, a, a short moment of disappointment because, like, there was, there was, like, I love a good reveal. And Paul also described it as, like, spoiler for Mandalorian. No, no, no. He spoiled it. He spoiled it as it's, a, it's the Mandalorian Luke Skywalker reveal. Like I he literally that that's what Elizabeth Olsen said. No, Paul said that and he uh, was like it's that big. And it and it pissed me off obviously initially watching it cuz I'm just like I kept expecting a f- person to show up. But then I was like reading a bunch after and I was watching stuff and some random like user made a comment that was just so valid like I- I'm so happy that this show that was about this great female character ended with her and her alone and letting her finish her storyline and take control of the situation. It's always such a bummer when TV shows and, and concepts throw a big male character to take away all of that's been built. And if they had just thrown in a Magneto or a Mephisto, so much of what Elizabeth Olsen did in that show would have been completely overlooked. And I'm so glad that Scarlet Witch got like the full entire ending that she deserved. Um, Although I'm sure you boys want to talk about how she just got to walk away from the whole situation I'll, at the end I'll of it, maybe, yeah. no, maybe I, I really think that she's. Not. I don't think it's over. She I don't think does. this is yeah. over. But the how way it be that, over? no, she... but it's the way it's it, the way it happens that she walks away in this. Yeah. is not. Yeah. great. and you know, honestly, I thought about something too. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll just finish my thing with this. I don't. What I really don't like. Because we tried to record this episode once, it didn't work, and then God I got to think about it for a week. It. Well, we have to mention it <laughs> uh, we because we're transparent it. with our audience. We respect you all, every single one of you. Um, except for you, Aaron Lapping. Except for you, Aaron Lapping. Maybe. Hi, uh, Aaron. Continue. All right. Uh, what I don't like about it is that Monica Rambo was like, no, you good, girl. Like, it's fine. No, no, no. Like, you were hurt, so it's cool. And that's the part that's like, yeah, that's... no, actually, Monica Rambo, you're wrong. But 
what if she isn't as good a person as we think she is in this show? Like, we don't know any of that. Like, she's got her beef with Captain Marvel. What if... And it's not I just think they were trying to have Monica basically say, like, you... uh, She's punishing herself enough. Like, she definitely understands... Okay, I see the look on your faces, but, like... Is she? I just... just, Okay, so she says this exact line. She says, they'll never know... What you sacrificed <laughs> for them. Like, here's my issue with that. They all existed. They had lives. They, oh. they, she erased that for weeks. I thought she Elder meant captive. in the bigger they. I thought, I took it as the world is never going to understand what you have sacrificed for them. And ultimately sure. all I of mean, her she trauma. at them when she says it. But okay. But you know, I, I read it as. also not true. What do you mean? Like, the world is going to find out what transpired in order to bring... I'm I'm not talking about Westview. I'm saying, in general, the world is going to know... Like, is like they're never going to understand through the trauma that she's experienced what she has sacrificed time and time again. Every... Her brother died in action yeah. trying to save the world. The, she had to kill... Her herself had to kill the love of her fucking life. With, she, she was the only person... fucking people in... Uh... She absolutely did. But again, tearing at her soul as that happened while she tried to be a superhero to help people. Like she's constantly putting herself in positions that tear away at her fucking soul. And that's all I got from that line. Just like no one's ever going to fully understand. I think that's totally fair. If it is about the world and like what she sacrificed for her whole her whole life, that's fine. In context, it felt as though she was saying, they'll never know what you just sacrificed by getting rid of your fake fucking family that you manifested. (laughs) And my issue with that is like, even, okay, even so, say her sacrifice was, and you're right, I didn't really think about the other sacrifices she's she's made in her life. But like, even if it was just the fact that she had to kill Vision in Infinity War, like, that was two years. That was but like ultimately, two years after Vision was created. Like, but ultimately, the same as these people that lived years full old. lives. And but ultimately, I think them. what she was trying to say is that this Vision and these children that she created were her only coping to what she's lost, true, and she true. destroyed that to release these people. Which also remembering within the chaos, she did not realize she was like hurting in the process. She well, thought yeah. they had no idea what's happening. So like. The second she, she did, yeah. she, the second I, she did, she, okay, go ahead. I do think, no, 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 I completely You're agree with you. Point. You're making great points. And I do want to clarify that I meant that I think the world actually does know via media what transpired to make the blip happen, that she killed Vision, and then it didn't work, blah, blah, blah. I think that probably the world has chronicled whatever occurred, Um and but now I'm thinking there might be a Britney Spears parallel here in that the media is probably not going to portray her very well and might be rather salacious. But Britney Spears didn't create a hex and mind control a bunch of people painfully for weeks that we know yeah, that's of. That's what I the painfully thing that we is know the, like the big part for me that it wasn't just that she she trapped and erased their minds and stuff. It's that they totally. were in pain and it totally. Like, 
It's fucked. Yeah, and but that's and that is weeks, like, it's completely fucked. It a hundred percent is, and there's no yes. question about the fact that this is going to scar her forever because what right. she did was undeniably bad, and she knows it too. And when she in the moment, like you see it, you see her crumbling when she realizes that she was hurting them all along. Like she very much did not understand what was happening this whole time, and throughout the show, she unveils the fact that she truly has no idea what she did, and like. Not to say it's an excuse or that it's okay. She definitely deserves to be, this deserves to be like punished in some capacity. But I do think the show was really just trying to create, again, in the sense of a villain, the empathy around how this occurred and how it happened and that there is more to a person than their mistake. (laughs) And she will be, I'm sure she'll be vilified and we'll find out that she'll be vilified, much like Britney Spears, who is not... Jesus. A chaos magician that we know of. But I also, I agree. I really we like know that of. point that you made, Layla, because, you know, some of the best villains that we've had in Marvel, like Killmonger and, and Thanos, they they have an empathetic position. Um, it's wrong. It's completely wrong. And it's murderous. But it yeah. is like you understand why it's there. It's not necessarily sympathetic. But... And they um, could be setting up a really cool thing that they have not done with either of those two characters yeah. where they explain their reasoning all in like one movie kind of sort of – no, it's really just one movie for Thanos too. Now we've got possibly a villain where we know who she is, where she came from, from square one. That's a great point. From that like years at this point. We, yeah. Like we yeah, watched this develop. And then this whole series and it's, it's going to be more earned. You yes. know, it's yeah. like if she's her, a villain, if she's a villain, I will say there's one I had one issue with. I, this isn't an issue with the finale. It's more like I just found this kind of funny that you have this like really unique creative show that's completely unlike the Marvel movies. And then in the first like 20 minutes of the finale, it's just like a CGI fuck fest <laughs> battle with like two of them. And I was just like, you know, Marvel's going to Marvel. They're going to do. <laughs> What they That's do part best. of why I think that this format really works because we got a four hour and 22 minute long Marvel movie and we got to watch like 40 minutes of a fight scene. And, and for the people that are like, oh, the fight scene's not long enough. But you know, like the best part of the fight scene for me was the vision versus vision moment where they talk about <laughs> the ship the, of Theseus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, that was just. That's such a high understanding of who Vision is as a character that it's awesome. And it really sets up the fact that Vision does some version of Vision now exists out out in the Yeah, all the same memories Um, without the emotion, which is so weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be strange. But I, I just I love that scene and and I was watching this breakdown that was talking about how like white vision actually is as as they're fighting he's learning how to use what vision's doing against him like phasing in and out and stuff yeah and, um so that that's going to be an interesting version of uh vision that we get um you know beyond that i i thought the finale was great and i think the more like when you re-watch it it's even better because you just really get an understanding as you said layla like perfectly that um that it really ended up being about Wanda and, mm-hmm. and they stuck to it, their roots with that. So I agree. What do we think about the uh, post-credit sequences? Um, what are we excited to see? I mean, I guess we've already talked about what we're excited to see with these characters. Should we briefly talk about Monica Rambeau? 
I, I don't know if I was like, I kind of like was not excited about her specific one. I don't know why. I just don't know if I care about her entering the Captain Marvel universe like at all. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I just hate Captain Marvel's universe and I just don't care. Um, God, but they, Captain Marvel they just got to nail that next movie, man. That first one I is mean, such a dud. I think that there's something there that's interesting. Like she has some. Her powers are really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I think that Monica Rambo's resentment of Captain of Marvel, Captain Marvel for what I yeah. assume is like, you didn't save your friend from cancer and didn't even see her while she was dying? You were off, what? Oh, I didn't even think, yeah. Saving that several worlds? I mean, she just probably doesn't know, but also like, come on, dude, get over it. Yeah, she's saving fucking. I le- that's like one of. My, I hope it's more than that. I really hope it's more. I really hope it's more than that too. But I think that that's what it is right <laughs> now. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's something there. Maybe they fight. Maybe she has. I mean, I like that she has powers. I hope that she goes by Spectrum, and then she just calls me every two weeks to offer me an upgrade no, on my. I, yeah, I. I... <laughs> Spectrum's customer service is awful, and and we shouldn't be calling superheroes. Spectrum is one of her possible superhero names. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think what it's in what is setting up the um invasion. What, what's it called? Um, something invasion is like the series that's going to come out. Oh, with yeah. Nick Fury, where he's working with the Kroll. Secret invasion, I think. Yeah, secret invasion. I think that's pretty cool. There's, you know, I we assume that it's Nick Fury that she's going to see because we know he's up in space at the end of Far From Home. But it could be Talos, or she could be, you know, it could be both of them. Uh, So it'd be cool to see Ben Mendelsohn doing that. I do think that it's really cool that they uh, imply with her that the hex gave her powers because then it's possible that other people got it, and then maybe we're getting into the mutant type thing. Um, it's also possible that Monica Rambo like had powers the whole time. Um, I mean, something I, I, def- whether it was activated or not, it was definitely the hex because they spend like a whole five minute right. sequence of and her pushing through the hex and her whole body changes. It was pretty, that was actually visually pretty awesome. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Another great visual moment is the way that they show the blip, like when people yes. are blipping mm-hmm. back so was cool. when their faces are slowly coming together. I was that was fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. It's visually a really fun show. Like, even her transformation into Scarlet Witch is just really dope. And the internet exploded about it. Like, just yeah. loved her her costume and just like the introduction of it and when she came like she fully came clothed like people were just like fuck me elizabeth olsen like holy shit that's dope you look amazing yeah, I agree. Um, um so with that, <laughs> that you said. Um, I, uh, yeah no i mean even the the second post-credit scene is really fucking cool um yeah kind of the way that it was going across the water reminds me of the opening shot in uh the shining yeah where it starts yeah. with that with the um, air footage or whatever but yeah i mean the fact that she might be opening up the multiverse to have those kids to save find her, her babies and hear them and she's also you know uh she's like existing in another mm-hmm. plane like something that dr strange has always wanted to do but like couldn't do while she's reading the dark hold uh, yeah, she's yeah. astro projecting while she's also astro functioning. That's yeah. It. yeah, which yeah, which he like tries to do, and it just like knocks he can them. only yeah he can only do one. It knocks the wind out of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it will. And there's also a moment where, um, and this will be interesting if she is going to be a. Vi- I don't think she's going to be the main villain, but maybe a villain 
or, or there or might be some art for a yeah, villainous for uh well i don't think this is like madness what? is it a spoiler for me to like bring up where she is just the coolest villain like she is a proper villain in the comics when like basically everyone has to fucking team up to take her down because she just yeah, becomes like villainously powerful I mean, um, which I like that, would love. <laughs> yeah, I think it's possible that they would do that. My my assumption is like, you know, when we went into Captain America Civil War, we had this assumption that one of them was going to be bad. And that would be the reason why they turned against each other. That doesn't really happen. Although Iron Man, like, you know, kind of turns like bad for a moment out of sadness and rage. But, I, you know, it's possible they do something like that, that she's only bad for, like, the first half or something, and then you fix it. I Or or that it. movie could also be setting up her turning into, like, a big yeah. villain. But, I mean, it sets up this, like, cosmic versus magic, yeah. um, like, battle that it should be really an interesting There's kind of... a moment that Agnes says that you are more... You, the Scarlet Witch is is supposed to be more powerful than even the sorcerer supreme she's more powerful than doctor Doctor strange Strange. yeah so it's cool that they're already setting that up uh i'm a little hesitant that it is sam raimi doing it because i just think (sighs) i would have loved it was originally i think um i can't remember who the director was but it was supposed to be like super dark the -hmm. next one and now sam raimi famously who's done you know classic horror movies and then the spider-man movies i just i worry because the last, you know, Spider-Man movie we got was Spider-Man 3, and oh boy, I rewatched that. It's not great. Um, but I, I'm Eyeliner. I, I also just like Doctor Strange is a good, I like Doctor Strange, but it's not a very popular Marvel movie. Um, and I would have liked to see, you know, like how Captain America was a pretty good one, but then Winter Soldier was so good. I would love to see that next step forward for Doctor Strange, that there's like more... Because I think that what how the how he's used in Infinity War is great. Um, yeah, but I also think like sometimes just origin stories can just be like a little bit too plain sometimes, depending on the character. Yeah. And I think the great thing with the next Doctor Strange movie, kind of like with like Ragnarok and stuff, like there's gonna be these other players that come in, and there's stuff right. to bounce off of that'll like keep it really entertaining. Yeah, I wish Taika was doing this or, like, James Gunn because those are the type of people that you need. Whereas, like, Sam Raimi is, like, we already know, you know, they were kind of newer on the scene of, like, bigger movies. Um, Yeah, where do you expect uh, MCU to head? Like, what are are we hoping for with Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I'll tell you after I watch Loki. Yeah, I agree. And that's going to be in May, I believe. May, June. Yeah, because Black Widow is supposed to be in May, right? I think, and yeah. Then, yeah. May 6th, my birthday. Yeah. Hello. Woo! Um, and, yeah. Uh, and I look a little bit like uh, Romanoff with my hair, so it's yep. fitting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you look exactly Layla, you haven't like seen Scarlett the Falcon and the Winter Soldier first episode. I found I it not. to be really fun, but not. Gr- it's just tough after a show like WandaVision that's so creative. It's it different. felt more like. It's my, it's I feel different. like it probably feels more like classic MCU, right? Classic MCU, definitely. Um, but what they're doing with Bucky is really interesting yeah, and handled yeah. very well. Yeah. I also think nice. it's visually pretty great already. It's Bucky and therapy, um, guys. I've also always loved uh, how Falcon uses his wings to fight. Because it's like, yeah, on paper, Falcon is a lame hero like Hawkeye. But, like, 
The way Hawkeye he is not lame. Is fucking cool. <laughs> no, but I, I'm saying on paper. You know that I love Hawkeye. Okay. Hawkeye says, <laughs> I don't know, played 18, shot 18, just couldn't seem to miss. <laughs> and I cannot get over that line now that I golf. It's just he shot 5,400 par. Yeah. I, but Hawkeye is amazing. But like, there's a there's a joke about Hawkeye that he says to um, Wanda in Age of Ultron where he goes, look, you know, there's robots and aliens and stuff and I have a bow yeah, and arrow. when None he's coaxing her sense, out. But it's a matter of what you are when you step outside. You um, totally just reminded me of one of... I have, I have a qualm with, the, with WandaVision. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, no, no, we can't do it anymore. We, we can't go backwards. No, um, I was really fucking disappointed that Hawkeye was not in any place in this show because for them to just basically act like she has zero family left in the world, like Hawkeye named his his third, fourth, fourth, his fourth child, Third. third child. After her brother, like her brother saved his life. Like there's, there is absolutely a bond there. You didn't see that coming. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. Um, But like at the, at the end of Cap's funeral, they have like this intimate moment and he puts his armor on her and they're very like, he's, he very much has this like fatherly, like relationship with her. And like, can I just say that that scene, sorry, I'll, I'll say it afterwards. Oh no, you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> that scene where he puts his I just felt like that scene was like the Russo brothers had made Endgame and they have this whole funeral for uh Tony and then they oh, they Cap's had already funeral. gone into post production and then they were like, Oh fuck, actually two other people are like dead that we haven't talked about. We'll throw this little scene, but only the char- the two characters that care about them are gonna like because <laughs> Natasha and Vision both die but and mm-hmm. don't come back and and there's really no they don't discussion get a funeral. of it. Yeah. Also, so Cap's like hella old too and gone. But yeah, I yeah. I also mistakenly said Cap's funeral, not Tony's funeral. But oh, um, yeah, I know. Um, but like, there's also like in Civil War too. Like he comes to get her, and like there's just there's so many intimate moments between the two of them, and he sure. very much cares about her. And for them to just act like he would never come for her in something that chaotic. When, like, he lost Black Widow and, like, he has very few people left on this team that he can care for. That's bullshit to me. That's complete bullshit. I agree. Yeah, and it's not like he's, like, he's not around. Like, they're making a show for him. <laughs> uh, they could have brought that in and then, like, kind of teased out his show. Yeah, totally. You know, and you'll see in the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, War Machine shows up, Colonel Rhodes. So, you know, like, you could always bring in those people uh from the outside and you're like totally have him right like he is a very important he's like her kind of emotional support person and and mentor yeah. like he's an yeah, totally. like he's the one who mm-hmm. convinces her you could be part of the avengers and you then, can you do know, this right, and you know we've got you yeah, yeah. totally yeah. and, and for him done horrible things to mm-hmm. absolutely the people that they love exactly whatever, for him you know. to not show up at the end I mean, like fucking horrible shit awful things yeah. awful things for him to not show up at the end and just have like a moment with her to say like i know what you're going through and i've been there and i've i've done shit things but like you've got me like i'm you're not alone in this world for that to for that scene to have not happened is such a bummer for marvel fans that love their relationship good point yeah, you know what? Mm. Fucking that show sucked. I fuck Wanderers. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I don't know if you want have any lasting thoughts, Nick, about uh, Falcon in the Winter. I, I'm just excited to see more. No, no, content. I, I'll hold my tongue. 
we'll I, I really I really do think that what they're doing with Bucky is cool, and I think that this whole concept of yeah. like the now that we're past the original Avengers besides Thor. Um, what's going to go on in the future? Like, how do we mm-hmm. start shaping uh, Avengers again? I think that's cool, and I think it's really handled well with Cap's legacy, because Cap is the fucking best. True. IMO. Um, IMO. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I'm i excited. And there, it's it's just going to be fun. So, uh, And I'm looking forward so to So much Loki. Marvel content. I think Eternals now is just going to be so fucking gimme, awesome. Gimme, gimme, Especially after gimme, gimme Chloe Zhao wins. Um, gimme more... Marvel Cinematic. And I think our plan is to try to do like our TV episodes throughout the year for all the releases, right? Like for all of these yeah. Marvel releases. I think we should definitely do Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think we should do Loki. I, we're basically these episodes since we haven't like fully <laughs> explained why we do TV episodes They're randomly. It's just going to be for the MCU it, now. It should just be for popular stuff that comes out. Like really it's ones that we MCU know everyone's watching because it's tough to for us to expect our fans who who we love so much uh, it's tough for us to expect and you respect. to watch like a full season of something that we're watching. But for the big event type shows, you know, now that we don't have a GOT, um, it'd be nice to uh, to kind of have that water cooler conversation that we used to have with uh, Game of Thrones every week. So uh, look out for our next TV episode that's going to be on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, and if any big show comes up in that time, we'll consider doing it. Mm-hmm an episode about it uh we're gonna take like a short break i know we just did but we got a big we're gonna do more comic book shit because the as we have teased out through this whole thing uh the Zack snyder uh cut of justice league just came out and we're not gonna do an episode on that but it will be part of our discussion because everyone's watching that but we're gonna finally do justice league versus the avengers it's going to be very fun. Uh, we're, it's going to be like the perfect moment to just really decide where Marvel has succeeded and where DC has failed. Has not? Or, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we we grow appreciation for Justice League before we do that episode. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But anyways, um, you can follow us on social media uh, if you aren't already. Uh, you should find us on Instagram, uh, Facing Off Pod. Uh, also, you could go on Twitter and follow us there, Facing Off Pod. Send us emails. Let us know of other uh, you know, movies, shows that you want us to do. We've gotten actually a lot of suggestions for movie comps uh, lately. Tenet is coming to HBO Max, I think, in May. So I think it's time to do an episode on Tenet, maybe with Inception, or as our past guest Mike suggested, uh, Deja Vu. So we could do uh, Denzel versus uh, his son, John David. But you can send us emails, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Um, any, any send-offs? What is grief if not love persevering? Oh my god. It has to be that, yeah.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.